0: We are kind of be hidden behind the scenes, uh, we don't have it announced, I mean that's okay with Rochelle, she's just going to work for God, and so we appreciate it very much, and uh, just now everybody knows Rochelle. <laughs> hey listen, uh, Brother Jay has helped us, connected us up with a a uh, an organization that gets food from Uh, all kind of large food chains and grocery stores. And so as a result, we have some food out here to give away uh, to people who need it. And that'll be under his direction after church. Uh, Brother Charles might help him kind of help get you some various kinds of food. And every week it'll be something, but it'll be something different. So uh, I saw the bread, which I don't need, but it looks good And maybe something for the picnic. And I'm not really sure, but it's free. And, uh, you know, work under his authority and, you know, get something and save some for somebody else who might want something here. But we appreciate that. And so uh, now we're going to arrange this probably. I told him we'll just play it by ear because we don't have a lot of space that's not being used because in the morning on Sunday, the Sunday school is in operation. And so we can't, so it's in the hallway, but we may work out something else. Whatever when well, we want to do it, but we want to do it in a in a, the right way here, amen. So thank you, thank everybody. And there's things that we don't mention, everybody that works, cleans the church, cuts the grass. Oh, the visitation crew, amen. Saturday we had an outreach meeting here, just wonderful uh, ideas coming up and. More more than anything else, people just willing to do outreach and knock somebody's door and make that phone call or send that text message and and there's you listen, there's people there's people who promised me the last two weeks, Brother Rook, we're gonna be there. And you know what's finally coming to revelation to me? They really mean to be here. I don't think they're here today. But they told me yesterday again like they did last Saturday. I'm we're coming. You know what it is? People are bound. People really do, Sister Carol. They want to, but they can't get free. That's why we need to pray, Amen. That the chains will be broken. God will move in and help them, deliver them. Good people, good people, Amen. We can lose patience after a while because I preach constantly. Do what you say you're going to do, and do it when you said you're going to do it. (laughs) You can gain credibility by doing that. Listen, I got a simple message today. Something I preached all over. Don't do like the guy that was out washing his truck one time. And somebody said, why? He said, well, the preacher's preached. He read a scripture that I'm familiar with already. So I don't want, that's not how it works. God will give you something, even if you heard it before. Revelation, Revelation, the last book in the Bible, chapter number three and verse eight. And I'm going to assume that most of you understand the setting. Amen. There were seven churches of Asia. They were literal churches, real churches. Amen. But they all were at various levels. And of course, we—that's each one of them is a type of a dispensation or a time in the church age. And of course, lots of other types and shadows here. So I'm just not going to go into all that, but I'll just literally look at it and then we'll take what we feel like God might be saying to us here. If you want to know more about it, talk to us or go in the Bible and study it yourself. Amen. I'm sorry I'm not going to get really, really deep today because I feel like that there are folks here that don't need another lecture to find out how intelligent I am and how much I know about the scripture to make them feel worse than what they already are I'm just going to tell you how simple and how easy it is because the enemy's been telling us how tough it is and how hard it is and how unworthy we are and after all there's no more miracles you keep hearing that folks you'll believe it And let me tell you something, you don't have to go to church to hear it. The enemy will just speak in your ear, just constantly. You're a nobody. After a while, you'll start believing you are a nobody. And nothing good's coming your way. And no, you can't be healed. And you can't have friends. And you can't have a good, listen, the list goes on and on. And you don't even know it. You're being programmed every day by the spirit of this world. But I'm here to tell you, amen, in a simple way, in no uncertain terms, that God is on your side. And some of that blood that was spilt on Calvary, it was for your sins and your situations and the dilemma that you find yourself in. Revelation 3 and 8, I know thy works. I I know what's going on in your life. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door I love the language of the scripture. I got an open door here, and no man can shut it. I like that part, amen. And here's why. For thou hast a little strength. Didn't say you had a lot of strength. Oh, I recognize how powerful you are, and how great you are, and how talented you are, and what a nice person you are. And I didn't go into any of that. He said, thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Y'all, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I can just spill the beans. Maybe I can just be too honest with you. Brother Green, but I feel like I've been right there. I've been not talking to a church, but I feel like just observing myself. Like, man, you're not much. You don't amount to much. You haven't nearly accomplished what your dream was. Might as well just give up. Not, not much going for you. Amen. But you've got a little strength. Got a little strength. You know, I can go to general conference and I can go to camp meetings and I can go to because of the times and various places. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I'm lost in this place because we have the absolute Best of everything, Sister Nikki goes to church there in Alexandria now, and just you can just get lost in all of that. But there's folks out here that I call grassroots people. We don't have conferences here; we're not big enough to, you know, to to, ha- to have a conference. But but we're out here where I used to say this is where the rubber meets the road. We don't have big time preachers that can, that can, you know, do oratory that well and, and that, that, you know, there's like really desire, you know, people everywhere desires and, you know, just really wants to go places where they can show that talent off to Alexandria in one of them. And it draws people like flies. If you could just ever get under your belt, oh, I preach for Brother Mangan in Alexandria, then everybody wants you. Well, you know what, I'm too old now for that. Brother Johnson, I'm like, well, whoopee doo. <laughs> Hallelujah. He still don't remember who I am. He knows my face, but he don't know who she does. She does. Somebody's like, oh, you're from Louisiana. You know the Mangas. Well, I know them, but they don't know who I am. <laughs> and that's okay now. That's all right. I paid a lot of money in that place. I used to go every I went for like nine or ten years in a row because of the times. I was flying out here and y'all didn't know where I was going. I was going to get tanked up again. Well, this is not one of those kind of sermons. This is where, you know, the person, the housewife, is just overwhelmed. The husband's going to work, hating life. Kids are going nuts. Everything's wrong. This is where it's at, folks. And so I don't have to get into great oratory Amen. To get where you're living, but I got a message, just a simple message for us. But, but you know, I'm, I'm a man. I don't want to hold nobody other than man's hand. I just still have a problem with that. So reach over if it's appropriate. <laughs> i have still got a problem with that. You know, I don't know. I love you, man, but I don't want to hold your hand. You know. <laughs> the Bible said the spirit of agreement. Amen. Devil fights against that. And let's just pray a spirit of agreement right here because here's what we want. We want somebody to get that blessing and that touch from God. Jesus' name. That's it. Thank you, Lord. God, you're here to help us. You're our friend. You're here to bless us. Jesus' name. We just accept that today. We believe that in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let your spirit move throughout this place up and down these aisles, Lord. Hallelujah, you know the hurt, you see the pain, in the name of Jesus, but you are the healer, hallelujah, you're the great deliverer, the great physician, that's it, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, we thank you for touching us right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, amen, everybody say amen, amen, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Jesus. You may be seated. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you for being so kind and standing and and just kind of tolerating and overlook my humanity and and uh, was that Paul said the great apostle Paul he said bear with me in my folly? So hey, if I just it just kind of comes out, it's not in my notes, it just kind of comes out. But 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 this open door. I'd like to preach about an open door. Not just any door, but it's a door that God Almighty has opened up for his precious people. Hallelujah. It seems like we've been left alone. It seems like God doesn't care. In fact, I'm sure when the when the Israelites were delivered out into the wilderness, isn't that amazing delivered out of bondage, into a wilderness. I'm, I'm sure they like, wow, you know what? That's why they said, We would to God. And a few times they said, we would to God. We were back in Egypt. It was better back in bondage. But, but God does that, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. Amen. I it's part of a testing time. We don't know how to appreciate God. We don't know how. Uh, He's got a design here, and we need to get on to this because, you know, we don't want to fall into the category of the people, oh, if God is so good, why, and all of this silly, childish, no, 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 God has a plan. If we were on the clouds and top of the world and we had plenty of money and everything was, listen, we would not appreciate God as much as those of us who came out of the gutter. When God lifts you up out of the muck and the mire of this world, when he gets you out of the trouble that we're in, that's what, you know, the the decisions that we make. We keep making bad decisions one after another, day after day, doing the wrong things and that's where it ends up. That's where we end up, amen. So when God finally does have mercy on us, somebody needs to hear me right now. When God finally does come through and say, I've got an open door for you. You need, if you and listen, and by the way, no man can shut the door. When God gets it open, and I feel like it's wide open right now, Brother Green, I feel like somebody can be delivered. What are you talking about, deliverance? I feel like you can be set free from misery and hopelessness and helplessness. But, the, the, you know, let me just criticize us in Pentecost just a little bit. I won't talk about the Baptists and the Methodists. Let me just talk about us. I can can justify it just a little bit. We're so overwhelmed with this power. We've seen it work. And we've watched God heal people. And some of you right here have been delivered of cancer. And other things, all right? That the doctor just said, hey, you just got to live with this or die with it. And we've seen too much power not to live in his power. So somehow or other, this I want you to get this part. If you don't get anything else in my message, because I think this is the part we need more than anything else. We feel like we have to be really, really powerful. In fact, we think the evangelist is powerful when he lays hands on people, and we feel like the the pastor and the bishop, you know, we just they just powerful. You know, this is what I'm going to come against right now and prove to you in God's Word that God took the weakest thing He could find. As soon as we get to thinking we're above others, that's what that's what that power will do. Oh, I can. That's why people you 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 find religious people, and it won't be long. They'll tell you that you know I have the gift of healing, and I have the gift of of faith, and I you know it's kind of like you know who's getting the glory in all of this. And so I just try not to listen to that. I just turn a lot of that off pretty quick. Amen. But 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 according to the scripture. Amen. There is. He's simply saying this. I, I you know, he, I'm giving you an opportunity. I am. I am providing something for you. Amen. Those of you who have a little notice this. Notice the wording. And you know they, they. The wording here. All of this is important. It's not just just throwing a word in there because. No. 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 God means what he says and says what he means holy men of God spake as they were moved by the spirit of God and they penned these these ancient words here that we read and it'll help us if you look at it. Amen. I'm providing some things for you like help and blessings. Amen. If you've got a little just a little bit of strength. Now notice it didn't say because if you're, you are fasted a lot and you're holier than most people, you have more, I, listen, I know some people, I don't believe they've got a, even one conviction. I believe they could do anything, but, but if they have faith in God, I'd see God come through for them, amen. Listen, there's not, this is, I'm, I'm after somebody right now. Can I just start the altar call now? could we just like instead of preaching and me giving, no, no, let's just consider at least in our mind, he's trying to get me to the altar right now, he wants to to pray for me he wants to I'm not trying to show you off and embarrass you and put you on the spot I wanna get you through that open door that God promised, amen, that he has opened for people who got a little bit of strength I'd like to see you walk out of here a brand new person, a brand new creation in Christ Jesus you will look at the world different. You will look at your predicament and your situation all different if you get filled up with God's spirit. Amen. That's, that's what I'm getting at right now. Amen. If you've got a little strength, there's not a lot of strength required to step through this door of opportunity. He said if you have a little strength, I think I'm nailing every one of us right here. Hallelujah. Amen. He was addressing the church at Philadelphia. And that just simply means the church of brotherly love. Amen. And let us keep one thing in mind. If God opens it, I'm I'm, I'm echoing a little bit here. Amen. But if God opens it, it can't be shut. It's there. Hallelujah. Listen, we're in the grace dispensation. We're in the miracle dispensation. Amen. I don't care how many slick preachers and how educated they are that tell you that miracles are over. They can say it all they want. God opened that door. That's why right in the middle of all of that, folks break out speaking in tongues. Amen, that's the spirit. I understand, I understand. Well, you gotta understand this. We're not gonna fuss with you about some folks speaking in tongues and then somebody interpreted it was demonic and it was, they were cursing God. I don't doubt that. Listen, there's counterfeit everything. You see them at the. I, they still. I kind of get. I kind of get nervous when I give a twenty dollar bill and they take that. The little cashier takes it and goes Oop, like that, and then she takes a little special kind of pen and makes a mark on it. I'm like, ooh, I get. A, it gets me in a conversation with them. I said, do y'all get very many that are not good? I, you know, that came right from the bank. You know, and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, is that? You know, why are they? Why do they do that? Because there are counterfeit twenty dollar bills out there. Just because there's counterfeit 20s, I'm not gonna give up on 20s. Oh, I, oh, that's a 20, just throw that away. That, oh. I, I still got one or two left in my, po- in my pocket here. Uh, no, no, I, I heard of a counterfeit. That's how they do tongues. That's how educate, you believe that? People with an education. That's supposed to be smart. That, in many cases, have large followings. That's how they do miracles. Amen. And the very power of God who moves in this place, like it's been in our worship, and like it still is right now. You let me know. You know what? I feel like somebody has already felt God sit down right beside him. Amen. You know, he's I'm not He can be in any all places at the same time. Hallelujah, and somebody's already felt his arm just slip around them, amen, right during this service and say, you know, it's gonna be all right. Hey, when he said it's gonna be all right, you can build your house on that. You can stand on it, amen. It's gonna be all right. Hallelujah, somebody needs help here and I'm trying my best to reach you and help you, amen. Let me tell you who God's really trying to reach. I've preached this and I've said this just like this so many times, forgive me, I'm just gonna say it again, amen. The person who has always been on the sidelines and you can stay on the sidelines, I don't care. I'm not trying to call you to preach. I'm not trying to give you a microphone. I'm not trying, you know, like my little nephew one time, a guy kept, and my brother, uh, none of them went to church. None of them, you know, just wasn't church people. And they kept, and my yeah, nephew, Kenneth, was a little boy. He's grown now. But, you know, and he's like, well, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. We'll go, Kenneth, we'll just run the van, by and pick you up, and you can come to church with us. Of course, you had to know him. You had to know them. People get all kind of ideas about church man i don't know those church people i never could attain their level of holiness and and you know righteousness and all i can't, you know I, modesty i you know i can't do all of that you know don't worry about all of that but but kenneth was needing help from his dad he wanted his dad to say no no he can't go cuz he didn't want to go to church <laughs> never been in church in his life over just a few times And the guy said well you know What about it? Of course, my brother said, "Well, yeah, Kenneth, you can go to church. That'll be fine if you want to go." And so, like, okay, you know, I'll I'll go, you know. But he said, "But I can't sing." (laughs) He thought everybody had to sing when they went to church. But I can't. He was a little bit. But I can't sing. (laughs) Listen, that the enemy will use everything in the world to keep you from receiving what God, your Creator has intended to bless you with. That's what this is about. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's okay to be a little nervous about all of us wild, crazy people, but we are, you know. You know, what was that Peter said? These are not drunk, as ye suppose. He didn't say they wasn't drunk. I like the part where he says, oh, we're all here. <laughs> because we think, you know, like, man, he's somewhere I don't know where he's at, you know. Hallelujah. But 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 the person who just, have never been involved in this kind of a thing and you feel like you don't count much feel like if you stop coming around nobody would pay much attention to that nobody would notice nobody would miss you you're fighting every kind of doubt and discouragement that's what the enemy does and that's what the flesh does too but I'm going to prove to you that the door is wide open more for you than the than the quote unquote religious type. Oh, he looks religious. He look he must be No no. That's not who we look for. That's not who Jesus looked for. The woman that was caught in the very act of sin that the law said, just just take her out back and shoot her. That's basically what they were saying. That's wrong, black and white, you know. Jesus said, I don't condemn you. <laughs> But he said, you can start all, no, he didn't say continue to do that. He didn't say that was right. He didn't condone what she was doing, but he forgave her. Uh, And he did not condemn her. And he said, go and sin no more. Don't you know that a heavy load was lifted off of that woman? She knew she was guilty. She had been caught in the act by men who were judgmental and hateful. They hated women. Somebody told me one time like, well, you know, it was all against women in the, in the Bible. I said, hey, hey, wait a minute. I'm not quick on my feet. I'm not a debater. Never, you know, never thought I was, never felt like I was. But, but once in a while, Brother Johnson, God just quickens me. I said, hey, wait a minute. I said, I don't know where you're reading, but when I read the New Testament, everywhere Jesus went there was some kind of a woman that was in trouble and he went out of his way to bless them and help them and shine the spotlight on Say, Hey, you know, wait. So, so don't tell me, amen, that Jesus was against women. So ladies, let me tell you, amen, the door's open for you. There's places here for you. In God's kingdom, amen. So I want you to get what God wants you to have. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. You know, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I was talked earlier. Listen, all the fear, all the doubt, it'll work on you after a while. It'll bring you down. And so you need to get away from that. If somebody's negative, whiny, don't hang around people like that, amen. But the Hebrews chapter 11, we have, we've called it, the faith chapter because it's people of faith and it pleased God. But these mighty men and women, guess what they were? They were overcomers and they did it through faith. But it's easy for us to miss the fact. Listen closely now, these were weak people. They were imperfect people that God chose to use for his glory. Because when if if these were Talented people and wise and smart and intelligent, then guess who would get the glory? It would be the people. Oh, well, he's so talented. Look what he did. No, no, no. God picked people who were unqualified and called them. I've always said it. It seems like God went, walks in the room and he finds the most unqualified person in the room and then calls him to preach. I can't preach. I fought it for years. There's some folks who just give well just give me the microphone, just give me the you know I, I wasn't that way I wasn't quite as bad as Chad is, but i was uh <laughs> he was, he felt it just like I did as a kid, but God wouldn't leave him alone hallelujah hallelujah he's coming he's coming along. but but you know look at these imperfect people when the angel of the Lord came and told Abraham and Sarah. They were. Oh, he, I think he was in a walker. You know, he was old, and God said, "You're gonna have a son." <laughs> but you know, if you read that, if you read that, there, you know, Sarah was was behind the the, the curtain and she laughed in herself. Now I didn't say she laughed; at, she laughed in herself. Sarah, how's this gonna happen? He's old and I'm old, and we're gonna have a son. <laughs> I won't go in detail with that, but. That but you follow through right here, and you read the rest of this story, amen, on down in Genesis eighteen, the angel of the Lord said, "When I said that, you laughed, you know what she denied it? She, she was scared if you read it. I'm going to give her all that she, she was frightened. When I said you're going to have a son, you laughed, she said, no, i didn't. He, and he said, Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You, can, you, can you imagine arguing with god? no no, i didn't no, I didn't laugh, yes, she did. Caught, <laughs> I said you're going to be. And you know, we, and, and we we chuckle about it. But sometimes God says I'm going to I'm going to take care of that for you. We just kind of we wouldn't laugh out loud because that's not what Christians do most of the time. We, but inside, I was like, oh yeah, right. And God said, Hey, you laughed. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jacob. Did you did you think much about what I'm talking about people who God mightily use, whose names are written in God's word. Jacob's name simply meant cheater, supplanter. Amen. He cheated his brother Esau. Wait a minute, that disqualified him. Nope. God wouldn't leave him alone. I'm I'm talking to somebody who maybe feel like, man, I'm I'm am I'm too far gone. Who let me tell you who wants you? God wants you. I've messed up too many times. No, 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 no. Remember the lamb, amen, that they only found part of after the lion devoured them? Found a piece of an ear, a foot or two? I mean, that's gone. He, the, 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 the lamb, no, 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 no. God said, no, no, no. That, that's, that's what's left. I'm gonna take that. See, nobody but God can do that. Listen, friend, you need to understand something. There are no hopeless cases with God. There's nobody that goes too far that God can't reach you. So we took a liar. I mean, I didn't, it didn't say liar, but I'm just gonna throw this. And somebody that cheats, guess what? You can't cheat with that. Somebody's gonna ask you sooner or later. Hey, you did, uh, no, no, I didn't do it. I was gonna say alcoholic drug addicts are worse. Oh, do you do drugs? No, no, no. It's just automatic. They become liars. You know, the Bible said something about that. All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. All, all of them. Now, that's straightforward. Amen, but that's how it works. But, but you, you couldn't use him. Oh, yeah, God said, yeah, hey, he's the one I want. I'm, I'm gonna use Jacob. And he did use Jacob. Moses killed an Egyptian. He also argued with God. Can you imagine arguing with a bush that's talking back to you? Listen, when that thing, when that visible, physical miracle takes place right in front of us and anybody can see it. The bush was burning, but it was not consumed. And when he got close, the Lord spoke to him. God Almighty spoke to him out of that bush. It says, Moses, take off your shoes because the ground you're standing on is holy. Who of us wouldn't stand to attention? He did that, but he argued with God. I want you to go and tell Pharaoh to set my people free. He wanted somebody that would preach the word. Oh, by the way, Moses had a speech impediment. I don't know if he stuttered or got hung up or whatever. I don't know what happened. Maybe he was just tongue-tied. Maybe if he said Superman, he'd say Thuperman. Thup. As a little kid, Jack used to do that. <laughs> I'd pick at him, but he takes it real good. Superman. <laughs> no, no. Can you imagine? Hey, God, I'm supposed to be a, a speaker, a preacher. I, I've got to form my words and pronounce my words. and I don't know I mess it up enough. Amen. So maybe that's why he called me. But, but, you know, he fussed and argued with God until God was kind of getting frustrated with him. God's not used to people just fighting and arguing back with him. They just do that. I'll take care of it. I'll go with you. But, but these are the people that God picked and wouldn't leave them alone. And Moses became a mighty man. When he went up on the mountain, just throw this in. You know, we, we need a, we need, a, I talked about it here one service. We need a revival of humility. And I'll use a scripture. When Moses came down from being in the presence of the Lord, the Bible said, Moses wist not, that his face shone. They saw that he had been with God. It's no time for us to be proud of anything. It still gets to me, Brother Bobby, when, when, when we, and I love, I love America. I'm proud to be an American. You know, and I'm like, you know, that sounds good, and I like the song, and I'll sing along. But we ought to be saying, I'm thankful to be an American. But we're a proud nation. And, that's, and that bothers me. That scares me. Hallelujah. Because the pride. Pride goes before destruction, the Bible says, amen. And a haughty spirit goes before a fall. But, but, but God kept on with people. I'm trying to reach somebody right now, amen, that is not worthy. Well, none of us are. Rahab was a harlot. Can't use her, but God said, you know what? You know, I am gonna use her, amen. David, amen, killed a man, took his wife. It was hypocritical for ever how many months it was until the prophet came. But but here's what they did. If you read that chapter, and they're named here, it, it, you immediately, say, oh boy, powerful people, boy, they must have been living right, they must have been good. No, everything they did almost was wrong. That's, 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 that doesn't sound like a Pentecostal apostolic message, does it? And it's not, it's Bible message. But they subdued kingdoms. Woo, whoo, I love that. They wrought righteousness, and they obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions, escaped the violence of fire. They waxed valiant in fight, and they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. You know what? In other words, mighty things took place through these weak people. These folks who were full of mess ups and mistakes. This is who God picked and He chose, sir. Listen, there's a spot here. You know, you know. I, God scared me to death a few times. The spirit would get to moving. The spirit of knowledge would come out, brother Ruck. And I'm not I don't ask for that, but you know, you just get to talking to God and being in His presence. All of a sudden, God just pulls back the curtain on some things. And there's some folks that God that say, you know, I want to, I, I'm, I'm calling this guy, and I'm like, oh, no, not that one. No, that's the wrong one, God, I mean. But after I settle down, it's like, no, no, it, that was God. What do you do? You go get, no, no, you just leave it alone, but it's just God letting you know. I feel that right here today. Hallelujah. They were weak people. But out of weakness, they were made strong. We're not shouting, but somebody's about to come through some things right here. Hebrews 6 and 12, that you be not slothful, but watch this. But followers of them who through faith, here, it's just, we leave out some of this sometimes, who through faith, watch this, and patience, inherit the promises. Now, we like the faith part. Oh, by faith, you can speak to the mountain. You know, it will be moved. You know, my, my bishop one time told me many, many years ago with people prophesying about when God's gonna come and this is gonna happen, his prophecies and, and all of this stuff. And I, li- I, I like it, but I, I, I got discouraged with it because people started setting dates and, and they come up. And he said, here's, here's what he said. He said, just remember this. God is showing people these things. And and in a lot of cases, they will happen. But he said, they always get the time wrong. <laughs> they always get the date wrong. And you start setting dates about anything, because the Bible, you know, God lives in eternity. I mean, time's just a little space here. About this long, and eternity goes on forever and ever, both ways. Hallelujah, Hallelujah! But we, we, we get a revelation, and we think it's supposed to be. If, ain't, if God ain't done it in about twenty minutes, then then we're we like, well, you know what? So, no, just hold on to that promise. Hallelujah! I said, just hold on to that promise. Through faith, watch this, faith and patience. When God gives you something, get a hold of it. He used to tell us get a double-handed grip on that. Yeah. You may go through hell and high water. People up here don't understand that, but down to the south we do. I'm holding on to this. Right. Amen. Well, you didn't have well, it hadn't happened yet. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. If God gives you a promise, and he will give you a promise, I'm going to get you out of that mess. I'm going to help you with that. Well, that doesn't mean tomorrow or today. It could be. That doesn't mean next week, but we get discouraged after a while. You know, we're living in that, you know, push-button microwave age. Drive up to the window, two burgers and fries and do it quick, you know. Now, in, in these last days, the church needs help with its patience part. We we like the faith part. Oh yeah, we're faith people. But we, we we need help in the patience department. Amen. It's the waiting that we have trouble with. Amen. But 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 that's what reveals whether or not one has faith. Oh, we had faith, that a miracle. No, somebody had faith and there was a miracle. Somebody did. It was it was faith that, that did that. Amen. It's the waiting that our faith is tested to determine whether it really was faith or was just kind of wishful thinking. And you don't have to be miserable and fearful while you wait. That's the good part about it. Well, I prayed six years ago. I'm just saying, well, you know what? God promised us joy. I, I, can I talk? Am I over time here? I got time. John 16 and 33. These things have I spoken to you that in me ye might have peace. Everybody say peace. Amen. In the world ye shall have tribulation. You're gonna have that. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You're gonna have some fiery furnaces. You're gonna have some valleys. When God said, I'm gonna give you this land of milk and honey, it's called a promised land. He said, it's a land that has hills, and valleys, what that simply means, there's gonna be low times, there's gonna be high times. You just have to learn how to work out you know, going through that valley situation. Amen. It, it seems to me that Jesus was saying in no uncertain terms, I have paid the price, I have pushed the door wide open for you. I've set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. Amen. You know, this this is what was going on right here. Amen. But I, I got I got you gonna have peace. Amen. Ever how long you have to wait in the world. You're gonna have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, hallelujah, amen. He says, for I've given you a little strength here, and we're gonna to have to put this to use. You've kept my word, you've not denied my name. By the way, peace, somebody needs to understand this. Peace is not the absence of problems. Somebody think, man, if I ever get this all cleared out, I'll be shouting on the hills. No, you won't, you'd probably forget God. You probably wouldn't come to church. Everything would be so good. Oh, why do I need to go? No, peace is not the absence of problems. It is the presence of God. And the presence of God can be with you in the fiery furnace. God won't necessarily just put the fire out. He didn't do that. He just went in the fiery furnace with them. Some of you feel like you're in a fiery furnace right now. That's how God does it. Hallelujah. Paul likened the church to the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Amen. We should understand that in the spiritual body as well as the natural body, there can be viruses. The body is the basic, Brother Thompson talked about it in Sunday school. It's, you know, it's it's People. You know, it's not the building and the brick and the carpet. No, it, it, the, the body of Christ is the church, but it can it can pick up sicknesses and viruses. You know, if you look up sickness, amen, you know what it'll, it'll tell you, disorder. So your people got church problems, you know, you know, you go to the doctor and you'll say, well, you got this, you got this uh, genetic disorder. You got this stomach disorder. That, that's sick. That's what that is. That's a sickness. And the Bible said, let everything be done decently and in order. God can help you get things in order. But but, but the viruses and the sickness, God lets it happen in the church, in the natural body. Listen, let me tell you something. For any, for any system to be healthy, it has to be challenged. And sometimes that challenge comes in the form of conflict and you name it, a whole list of things. This is how the immune system is built up. This church has been through it. Amen, we've seen people just fight the church. We've seen the people be aggravated at the church. Uh, li- listen, you know, there is a, you know, there is a, there's an authority that God puts in the church. Some people never get that. I used to get offended. You know, they have a person here who was just in the spirit. They were just against me. They just against me. nice. Prayed, prayed real loud, and prayed, you know, you know, did everything, but just, just a spirit, uh, you know, being against me. And I would pick up on it. What do you do? You just keep having church. What do you do? You just keep preaching the word. Amen. You know, God will help you. And God, and, and, and when you're sick in your body, you just try to keep going the best you. Know, there's resting times, and there are times, but but sometimes you can just work it out. I told my grandson he, he missed school one day, and I said, "Now, Jack, I need to understand something." I said, "Now, were you sick?" Or was you just feeling bad? He said, Well, I just felt bad. And I said, Let me tell you something. I hope he remembers this. I said, Listen, everybody feels bad when they wake up at six o'clock in the morning or five o'clock. Somebody feels good when they wake up at five o'clock. Something wrong with them. <laughs> you have to figure, you got to get the difference of, you know, sick or feel bad. And my mom, many years ago, she said, Get on up, Charlie, get up. And after you get up and wash your face, you know, you'll feel a little better. And I would. You just have to learn how to get on up. How'd I get on that? Hallelujah. But this is how the immune system's troubles comes and God helps you fight that out. God delivered Israel out of Egyptian bondage, watch this, into, I already said it, into a wilderness. Why? To test them. But Jesus was with them. God was with them. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus was taken into a wilderness of temptation. Jesus was. He was led into the temptation, into the wilderness of temptation. Why? The scripture says it, to be tested. But you know what? The Bible says he came out in the power of the Holy Ghost. You have to go through some things. You have to do, you don't do what you wanna do, you just do what you ought to do. That's how you have to look at it. Amen. Listen, none of us care for the wilderness, but that's where the power comes from. If you're on the cloud and everything's going your way and everybody's your buddy and everybody just, you know, loves you to death and, you know, th- you can't get any power from that. You need some opposition. You need some things that will make you pray and when you pray when you're in trouble, guess what, that's when you really pray. I do it, I'm guilty. Everything's going wonderful. I come go through the motions. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, I love you, Lord. I, I've memorized all that. But you let the pressure get on pastors, you let the pressure get on. Guess what? I come over here, me and Jesus, we're gonna have to have us a talk because I have faith and I do believe in prayer and I believe God's, the the scripture says that his his ear is not heavy that he cannot hear and so I know he's hearing me. So I'm saying, now Lord, I I need you today. But see, all of that's designed that the trouble and the pressure will push you right into Jesus' arms. He knows how he knows how to work us. Amen. Amen. Listen, there are souls that are literally bound, and it'll take the Holy Ghost power to set them free. They don't need another sermon. They don't need an ordinary service. They don't need somebody just doing a sermonette. That's what Brother Tenney used to say. Hey, Christianettes preach sermonettes. We need Christians and preachers that'll preach messages that will touch, amen. Uh, individuals who are in real situations, I, you know. I just I've been talking to you. just a few days ago. I read this that where this may help somebody that in ancient times a little a little tree would grow up sprout up. They would literally take a big rock and put it right on that tender little plant. Can you? No, no. You're supposed to dig around that and do. You know, pet, no, no. That's not how they did it. Of course, that, that eastern soil is, is, is uh, actually, it's sand. And so, you know, a tree can just be blown up by the roots and washed out. And, and, but so they would take a rock and put on that little palm tree or whatever kind of tree it was. And what it would do, the roots would go down deep in the soil and it would wrap around rocks. And if it got out from under that rock, guess what, it had a root system that would withstand the storms and the wind. Anybody feel like you've had a rock or a weight placed on top of you? Sure you do, but your roots, amen, if you take that right, if you won't take an offense to it, if you won't won't begin to question God, oh God, if you're so good, why are you doing, no, no, I'm trying to help you. Hallelujah Now I, mean, I just got to touch on this Amen He told us he, that the doors opened But I, I, I don't want you to misunderstand this But, I, but, but I, I think there's a message here for some of us Human goodness You got to understand not just goodness But human goodness is an affront I, I'm, I'm going an extra step here it is non-Pentecostal, amen, because we preach about holiness and modesty and say it's, it's, it's all in the scripture. But you need the spirit to help you with that. And you need to, when you, when you let the spirit do it, then you give God the glory. But human goodness, just get yourself holy looking and right looking, it's an affront to the cross. But here's why, because it's used as a compensation for it. You, your holiness can't take the place of the cross, the power of God. It deludes us into thinking that if I do more good than evil, we'll be acceptable to God. Therefore, placing us above the need for the sacrifice of the son or the cross situation. In other words, you you start trying to replace that with your own doings, then then you're messing up. The cross, listen, the cross will always be a threat to religious man. And religious man will always be the greatest enemy of the cross. Listen, it wasn't the demon-possessed people who persecuted Jesus. What did they do? They bowed down their knees and worshiped him, demon-possessed people. Are you getting this? They submitted to him. The greatest persecution against the true faith will always come from those who have been converted in their minds, but not in their hearts. That's why, Brother Rich, when you knock on doors, and as I'm from Christian Revival Center, oh, oh, I'm a a Jew, I'm Jewish. Or, Or you get a lot of, oh, I'm Catholic. No offense to anybody, but but it, in my mind, you don't fuss with people. I, people can choose whatever they want. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, so that takes care of it. And, but, and that's what they think. Oh, I'm a Catholic. That's going, and I don't care what you call yourself. Religion, the titles of religion, it's man made. We we got different beliefs, so we split off and started Baptist, Methodist. You know, uh, you know, all that came out of the Catholic Church, and that came out of the Apostolic Church changed a lot of things but they came out of the apostolic you know they wasn't Catholics you know they may be universal but they wasn't the first church and they hate it when we say we just skip over that uh, the Catholic church y'all wasn't first we're the first which are called apostolics it happened on the day of Pentecost when it came from heaven like a rushing mighty wind That, that you know we go back to the very first one Somebody called us a branch. Apparently. We're not a branch. We came from the main stump. We've been grafted in. And so we need to understand that. But people do that. They just think I'm a religion. So in their brain and in their body, they're, you know, this is what I am. But, but but see that's an affront to God and that causes problems with God because you know you have to worship him in spirit and in truth amen or you know just one of them is going to mess things all up amen so, so so you know the demon possessed people and the, and the sinners they didn't give God a problem amen but it, you know this greatest persecution it comes from people who are not converted in their hearts when we turn to the cross Satan's power over us is completely broken. It the cross does that. And he will do it through imperfect people. And when we confess that we're imperfect and we say, I am a sinner. I'm not qualified to do this, God. I can't preach. I can't speak. That's why God picked Moses, who stuttered. Oh, so you're going to send a stutterer or somebody with a lisp or, you know, tongue-tied. Are you going to send him to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt? Yep, that's what we're going to do. Because when it's all said and done, no glory went to Moses. It all went to God because it is a God thing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got to quit. I got to get out of here. Amen. I'm about done. Anyway, I just I just quit, sister. Melissa, if you'll come help me, Amen. I, I you know, and I I went a little while. I know, but we only have one service. Don't forget the picnic this afternoon. Love to have you if you're a guest here. Love to sit around with. There's some shade out here, and if you don't want to play horseshoes or volleyball or bad, you know that's fine. I'm not playing. I'm just gonna sit over there somewhere and laugh at everybody else. ha ah. <laughs> So come join with us if you're a visitor, if you're a guest, don't bring anything now we're we're our families are bringing food for themselves and a little more, and so we should have enough for you and if you don't, well, sorry, no 'm <laughs> So come out and hang out with us. anybody feel like you could conquer something now you don't you, you don't have to have. You don't have to have spiritual muscles to do this. Let's all stand. That's all stand. What I'm, what I'm getting at is simply this. We think if we live holy enough, you, I think you might, you got it, but just in case. If we live holy enough, separated enough, if we fast long enough, and especially, Brother Bobby, if we let a few people know, like, oh, I'm fasting. <laughs> My mom used to tell me, Charlie, and I'm a kid. Said, if you're, don't be telling anybody that. Now, they'll figure it out, some people. Well, you can't help. You know, Some people know everything. But she would tell me this, and it's, it's, it's biblical. If, if people know and you tell folks that you're fasting, that's the glory. That's your blessing. That's all the blessing you're going to get out of it. But if you do it unto God. In fact, the Lord said, when you fast, wash your face. Just appears everything's fine. But but there's folks that think, I mean, man, I'm man, I'm just gonna just and then I'm gonna get real spiritual. Then God'll start doing something. Nope. You just get more frustrated. But if we learn how to surrender, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants to do some wonderful things here. I believe what I'm preaching. I said, I believe what I'm preaching. The doors open. We've got a little strength. I'm going to say this again. Y'all look good. Y'all look a beautiful congregation, beautiful smile, disposition. I love to shake hands with you and hug your neck, and I don't mind doing that at all. But I know, I know, I know there's some situations. That you can't handle. And you're struggling and you're battling and you're miserable all over this place. But that's what you do in the world. But God said, I'll help you. God said, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. I'll be a friend to you. And I'll stick closer than a brother. Who wouldn't want that? Well, that's what's available. Amen. To whosoever will. His presence is in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus.
1: Beyond the open door. Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a new entrance. This altar's open for anybody and everybody.
0: Amen. Come find you a spot. Let's get the mountain moved out of the way. Let's stop the mouths of the lion. No, no, you're not holy enough. You're not good enough. You never will be. But God's good enough. And he's holy enough. He's more powerful. Hallelujah. Than any storm that could come in your life. Just bring it up here and deliver it to him. Casting all of your cares Anybody got any cares? Anybody got any problems? Just come on up here in the name of Jesus. Let's lay some things down. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Come on, there's others. We're just gonna leave the altar open a little while. There's
1: others that need to come.
0: Maybe you need to come in someone else's place.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Just let him touch you now. Let him work on you now. Let him bless you, you now.
1: Just say yes to it. Thank, than you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
0: Yes, what a beautiful before. spirit. What a beautiful spirit.
1: Thank you, Lord. He's working now. Come on, fellowship door. with him. Hallelujah. Go ahead and There's a new and it. fresh Amen. anointing. The Hear you, the spirit calling you to. Go walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you. Jesus, just walk into on through the door, just walk the power than you've ever known before, beyond the open door. There's a new and fresh anointing, hear the Spirit calling you to go. Walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you into a greater power than you've ever known. Before, oh, beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling you to go, walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you. Into a greater power than you've ever known before. Yes, beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling you to go. Walk on through the door For the Lord will go before you Into a greater power Than you've ever known before Beyond the open door There's a new and fresh anointing Hear the Spirit calling you to go. Walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you into a greater power than you've ever known before. Beyond the open door There's a new and fresh anointing Hear the Spirit calling You to go Walk on through the door For the Lord will go before you Into a greater power than you've ever known before. Oh, beyond the open door. In the name of Jesus.
0: We receive, impress, we receive God. We receive God. Hallelujah. The In the name of Jesus.
1: Calling we we you to go. Walk on through the door. For the Lord will go before you Into a greater power Than you've ever known before Beyond the open door There's a new and fresh anointing Hear the Spirit calling you to go, walk on through the doors, for the Lord will go before you into a greater power than you've ever known before, oh, beyond the open door. There's a new and fresh anointing, hear the Spirit calling you to go. Walk on through the door, for the Lord will go before you into a greater power than you've ever known before yes beyond the open door there's a new and fresh anointing hear the spirit